Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced. As all things should be here on a beautiful Friday evening. Uh, yeah, that's about all I've got. We've got a bunch of bros here and a special guest. We teased it last week. Uh, first of all, back from a long hiatus. Uh, we're grateful he's here. I cannot see him, but in my heart, uh, he is sitting in a Deadpool costume uh, by himself. Zane Ellis. Zane, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. No uh, no Deadpool costume today. I have uh, I am wearing red, though, so you're not too far off. But I'm doing well. Great joke, Zane. All right. <laughs> and uh, then on the contrast of the costumes... We have elbows deep in a green belt, no shirt on, Isaac Edland. Isaac, how are you? I'm doing great tonight, Max. It's, a great it's only night. your first. We're keeping it family friendly here, but it is noteworthy to know. And then finally, uh, we're hoping that his computer doesn't crash, uh, and I'm hoping his chair doesn't squeak too much. Robbie Sauter. Robbie, how are you? I'm just happy to be back. I thought you were talking about me at first, and then you said Zane, and I got a little sad. But I'm happy to be here. The other thing, Robbie, before we intro our guest, I was super bummed about last week, Robbie. Gotta tell you. Seems like whenever there's a lot of DC content, our the schedules don't match up for me to be on. I don't know if that's by design. It seems like it is. I don't know. Do your in-laws just like go, all right, it's time to go to town. Time to go visit Robbie. Basically. Whenever we have DC content, I I, I swear I feel like your in-laws just come into town whenever we want you on the show. My mom and my mother-in-law just wait to hear DC news. They don't know what the news is. They're just like, oh, I heard something about Batman. I better go up to St. Cloud. <laughs> oh my gosh we've uh we haven't introduced our, our guest yet it's lucas ham Luke, lucas ham swisher from the good morning guys podcast lucas how are you you it is also important to note you also don't have a shirt on which means you are a follower welcome to our show <laughs> you got me guilty as charged i am all shirtless tonight i'm with isaac all the way yeah you're you're on the uh, skins team That's we were right. talking pre-show is shirts versus skins team Robbie and I will stay shirts. Yep. Zane will be all-time quarterback or point guard, whichever one Zane prefers. Uh, but knowing how much Zane sweats, he will eventually transition to a skins uh, now, team position. I will say that I think you misthought what Zane is wearing right now. I believe he is shirtless. He is on Team Isaac and Lucas right now. You guys are outnumbered, so you better watch out. It depends on the sport. If it's if it's uh, talking about DC content, then Robbie's going to not be able to make it, and it'll just be oh, okay. versus you three. Fair enough. Um, but... Zane probably isn't wearing pants. I think that's the better bet. That's true. I am not wearing pants. I'm wearing shorts. Well, fair enough. I will see what I can do about that. <laughs> I would I would like to join the no pants team. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make my own team. <laughs> so now, now it's tops and bottoms. Tops and bottoms. When I heard today was going to be a five-person podcast, I knew that editing this yep. was going to suck. You called it. You could just not edit any of it. Keep it all. Yeah, throw keep it, it raw. There. Like Nirvana. Just stay raw. Yes. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> that's, that's literally what's like going through my head right yep. now. I'm like, we got to do a whole show. I got to get four other people to try to not talk over each other and give great content and appease a host on a podcast that's bigger than ours in hopes that we do well enough to get someone back. Uh Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your day, week, weekend, or month. If you're like me and your in-laws have been in town, or you're like Robbie whenever we have DC news, you need a podcast outlet to listen to. We hope you're choosing ours. 
and recommending ours. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Twitch, if you get the itch to check us out on Twitch, do that. Uh, yeah, Isaac, am I missing any other plugs before we get going on the show? Yeah, we got a YouTube and a Discord, too. You could uh, check those out. And theinfinitypros.com. Is the Discord as big as people are making it out to be? Because I get a lot of grief for not being as present on the Discord as I should Don't tell be. him. Don't tell him. It's a secret. It's a <laughs> You'll have to check it out. You have to, yeah, you have to just jump on there and look sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Sounds exhausting. Lucas, do you guys have a Discord? Yes, we do, in fact, have a Discord. And I was just about to say, uh, Max, that every podcast, one of the hosts, there's always one that avoids Discord like the plague. And you're just the lucky one. On ours, it's Ronnie Johantis. He uh, he shows up, and it's like a Bigfoot sighting. And people are like, look, look, there he is. And then he disappears, like, so fast. If I'm understanding this correctly, we are... Definitely fulfilling stereotypes in regards to podcasts. Because we've also done shirts and with skins shirts. on our podcast. Yep, with, with shirts, with discords, and hosts who won't go to Correct. the Discord. You got channel. it. Filling, filling it all out. Mm. Nailed it. I'm glad, glad we're you like everybody are a podcast. else. Legit podcast. Glad we're like everybody else. We're <laughs> yes. legit now. But yeah, man, we have a Discord. I, I really have... enjoy it. I like it. Sometimes it can be a, a positive distraction, a way to just kind of be like, get on there and know that you're gonna. You know, just get positive feedback. You never know what you're going to get on the Wild West of, like, Twitter and Facebook. Well, like, Facebook, my mom would, like, comment and be like, oh, sweetie, well, I just love your little comments. I don't want that <laughs> feedback when I'm, like, frustrated or whatever. So it's Discord all the way to connect with the right people. At least your mom gives you I love your comments. My mom just tells me, I don't understand half of what you're saying, Zane. Stop. <laughs> My mom goes, you should politically be more like Zane. <laughs> <laughs> My mom doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> no, she knows on specific dates what a podcast is, Robbie. It's why you haven't been here. She knows DC <laughs> News. Yeah, you're right. It's literally always your mom or your mother-in-law. Yeah. Every time. Like, and I can't blame you, but I sure as heck can blame them. <laughs> I try to be a good host and not jump on the podcast. I would love to be on the podcast. But they just yeah. want Someday. We have some DC content today in Nerd News. Uh, we're going to get to that here. We're also going to get to Hot or Snot. We're talking about things in pop culture that are relevant to us today. And then we're going to end the show with our top five video game uh, narratives. Zane has already told us he has a 30-part yeah. list. It's the most work he's ever done on our show. There's We're really so excited many. for him. Took him a solid seven minutes. And apparently because Lucas is here, we have to appease him because he, he just loves video games. Lucas, you live in Brazil. Am I correct on I this? I do. I have lived in Brazil for the past eight years. Why? Uh, the short answer is God told me to. Actually, in fact, God made me come here. I didn't want to. Oh. And uh, yeah. what's funny is about, th I want to say 17 years ago, uh, a Brazilian pastor, when I was visiting Brazil, said, hey, Lucas, you know you're going to come back to Brazil someday. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not. Thanks. God bless. <laughs> and then I went back to the States. And then I guess seven years later, six years later, I, I returned. And so now I live here as a pastor and a missionary. Yeah, as somebody else who's suffering as a missionary in Prior Lake, on the, on the lakes of Prior Lake in Minnesota, I can tell you that it's a struggle. Hey, um, get off the yeah. cross. We need the get wood. <laughs> Oh, if Mark was on right now. I don't even want to hear it, Robbie. Every time that I'm supposed to have you as a buffer with Mark, you're That's not true. here, and I got to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. Shut now up. that is by design, okay? though. 
That was last <laughs> week. That was I got ranked through the coals. I didn't have you there just the whole time. Just rug pulled right out from under him. Just <laughs> Seriously, I got okie doped. No question about it. All right, let's get to the nerd news. Um, Oh, my gosh. Right as this happens, my phone closes. Here we go. We're not going to start with that. We're going to start with a big one. Uh, this comes from Variety. This was actually reported today, this morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Gotham PD series from Matt Reeves, Terrence Winter, set in the Batman world, ordered at HBO Max. HBO Max has given a series commitment to a drama set in Gotham Police Department from Matt Reeves and Terrence Winter, Variety has learned. The untitled series will be set in the world Reeves is creating for the feature film The Batman with the intent being to launch a new Batman universe across new pl multiple platforms. It is said to build on the film's examination of the anatomy of corruption in Gotham City. It is, in the first project it is the first project announced under Reeves' new overall deal with Warner Brothers Television Group. This is an amazing opportunity not only to expand the vision of the world I'm creating in the film, but to explore it in the kind of depth and detail that only a long-form format can afford. And getting to work with the incredibly talented Terrence Winter, who has written so insightfully and powerfully about worlds of crime and corruption, is an absolute dream, is an absolute dream Reeves has said. Before we review this, we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system. So we're going to put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. All right, Robbie, because you have not been here for DC News, we will start with you because we have to, apparently. What is your rating of this news of a crime series centered around Gotham City and the Batman? It's it's early, so it's hard to like understand what their whole idea is. Like, is Batman going to be like a series regular? Is he just going to be mentioned? Like, and that's kind of where I I I, I could either like I could either give this a six or I could give this like a two. Um. And, and because of that, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 6 right now. Um, and I have a few remarks about it. I'm not a big uh, TV show, like, police work guy. It's an oversaturated market. I think we've had enough police shows. Um, yeah, it'll be kind of cool to have it in Gotham. But at the same time, like, how many of these, like, Batman shows are we going to do without Batman like no one's asking for that like if you do batman like like obviously they're shoving batman down everyone's throat but like if you're gonna do batman do batman don't do gotham with no batman like that's where i'm at i'm at a three until we know more um and it could go down or it could go up depending on what the actual details are once the ball gets rolling on it even in the Batman universe, it's oversaturated. We already had a Gotham mm -hmm. PD show. It's called Gotham. <laughs> and yeah, obviously, it wasn't like a true PD-only show because Jim Gordon kind of goes off the rails in a little bit of the show. But like that's exact, like what they described in that article, I was like, that literally sounds like they're trying to describe Gotham, the TV show that already happened. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Three out of six. Like It's cool that they're trying to connect the universes, but... We already had that. Unless you're going to do a whole lot of different stuff, I don't know if I'm going to be jumping on board that train. Yeah, I'm going to go two out of six. I just, I have no hype for this. I just don't really, 
care. Like it's been said, we, we had Gotham already. It's already dumb enough that you made a show about this without Batman. And even still listening to this, all I'm hearing is, oh, we're going to make this show. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, so now you're just trying to make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. except for your Batman universe. Like, I, it, it's been done. I just don't care. What's funny is the progression of everybody's statements. You guys, like, stole the thoughts out of my head. So <laughs> going last is a pleasure because I have nothing left to say. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, full disclosure, I am not, um, not real high on the whole way that DC has been handled in, uh, in recent kind of ways for the past few years. So I would say this is kind of like... It feels like a company that is trying to both do their own thing and then, like what Zane already said, they're they're copying the whole idea of uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield and the connection to the, uh, you know, the cinematic universe. So I would give this a one out of six. And also with the redundancy of the cop shows and everything else, I'll I'll give it a one just because I hope they 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 do a great uh, connection between I don't know like. Is, is Batman going to, like, send emails? I mean, if they can, like, how are they going to connect Batman? Are they going to have some dude wearing the outfit and you just never see his face? So it's actually not uh, Twilight guy. What is his name? I'm blanking on his name. Pattinson. Yes, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Like, some dude does his stunt double, like, pretending to be Batman, so he's, like, technically in if it. If they, like, run it anything like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's, like, nothing is actually... Like, it's directly connected, but you don't see anything from not, the cinematic universe yeah. in the TV universe. Like, yeah. None of that directly connects, but they're in the same universe. So, like, the storyline connects, but that's about it. So, I mean, who knows? The other part of that is, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could do their own thing because they, you know, they went, you know, all over the world and kind of, you know, they were the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They could go everywhere. Like, this is another Gotham. Like, we're back in Gotham. So, it's all the same characters that they keep shoving down our throats because Batman is the only thing that WB has that they know can make money. Like, (sighs) It's Do you just... think, though, that Robbie, real quick, my review, my reading's actually a four out of six because I think if Pattinson's involved, that's that's a good thing. Right. If Pattinson's not involved, I'd go three out of six, like you're saying, Robbie, because HBO is going to be different from Fox. Yes. You're going to be able to be darker. You're going to be able to do some of the things you're, you're talking did about. You, did you, you not watch that show? That I mean, that show got this. dark. What show? That show was Gotham. Gotham. That show was garbage. That show is hot. Max, garbage. a lot of people like Gotham. You haven't watched all of Gotham, so I I have watched three seasons yeah, of Gotham. But a lot of people garbage. really like Gotham, and it was FX, so they were able to get like dark. They like, got it, dark. It, it wasn't like they held back. I think HBO has a little bit different way of being oh, dark. Oh yeah, though, is what for I'm sure. Saying. For I think sure, we all know what I'm saying with that. Yeah, and, and so I think the platform itself, if HBO is making it, I have faith in HBO more than I have in other things. I just, but I understand the hatred for it. I understand you and me are on the same wave. If if Pattinson's involved and like they actually like connect that way, then yeah, then my rating goes up. But right now I'm hesitant. I'm middle middle ground. If Pattinson's not involved at all, I don't I don't care. Like if they're not actually going to connect, I don't care. This is what Mark and I talked about last week though with Michael Keaton, Robbie is with Michael Keaton coming into Batman, and then the rumor that I'll just throw into here too. It's it's a rumor around that. And I'll put it in the show notes. You can read about it. But from Cosmic Book, CosmicBook.com is saying that Ben Affleck is going to be announced to sign more Batman movie right. deals at Fandom for DC. It's a complete rumor, 
But again, this goes back to what Mark and I talked about, and you can listen to my full rant on that. But to simplify it and kind of echo what Lucas is saying, DC has no vision moving forward. I don't see how this works into a vision at all. What do you think? I think my thought is like, DC is like, okay, we've messed up so much, but we know how we fix this. Flashpoint. That'll fix all of it. It's all connected. Those weren't mistakes. That's just a different timeline. It's all connected. And guess what? Then you can get all these people involved, and then you can erase it all. Exactly. By crisis. Erase Magic. a lot of it. But it's not erased because it did it happen. It did happen, but we don't care that it happened anymore because now we've moved on to hopefully yeah. something better. And only Barry Allen remembers, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not the Barry Allen we've worked with this whole time in the show that's actually doing well. It's Ezra Miller. <laughs> True. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> right? I mean, like, you're not even using the, the flash that everybody wants to yeah. use. But he's connected. It's connected. They've used him. He's connected. He also kind of knows. Yeah, so it's connected. WB has just been playing us all for fools. They bought, put out all these bad movies and shows, and they're like, ha-ha, you think that's the real deal? We're going to come out and erase all that and make new things, and you're still going to go watch it, and we're still going to make money, suckers. Zane, I already know your answer, but just to get you involved in the conversation, does DC have any form of a vision here? Absolutely not. They're, I feel like they're just kind of like throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping stuff sticks. Does that work? Have you done that? Well, that's how you tell if your noodles are done. Yep, I've done it. It works. So you throw all of them at the wall, and then you just have like a tray underneath. No, you take one. You take one noodle, and you throw it at the wall. Wouldn't it be easier to like put post-it notes up and then just use a dart? Yeah, but what if that one noodle is done and the rest of them aren't? Like, what if you just pick the wrong noodle? I give this analogy a zero out of six. This is a terrible analogy. <laughs> Fan fortastic <laughs> analogy from Fan fortastic. Zane, real quick before we go to our final topic, do you butter your noodles before you throw them on the wall? They're definitely not going to stick if you butter them. Definitely not. You boil Jeez your noodles Zane. in salt water, and when they're done, you throw one against the Wait, wall. Wait, do you go to the ocean sticks. and get your water? Like, it has to be salt water? Like... Nah, you just put salt in it. Just, <laughs> oh, just okay, gotcha. <laughs> My mistake. That could be next level, though. Have you ever had an ocean water from Sonic, though, while we're on the topic of ocean water? <laughs> I have not. Ocean water's from Sonic. That's a six out of six, right? I don't, I don't know. What that's no that question. Is. We don't have that in Brazil. That is no. Oh my gosh, it's blue coconut and Sprite. It'll change your life. Oh, it's I like coconut. I'm in. That does sound I good. Yeah. I love coconut. I love coconut. Well, that's fun. This was a good uh, DC section. Uh, we got about as much out of that as we had hoped. Let's transition to real things. Uh, the Boys, <laughs> a trailer for The Boys, actually came out. And uh, we are going to give a review of that. But we're also going to place a spoiler warning right here for the events of Season 1 of The Boys and Season 1 of Umbrella Academy, which we'll talk about that trailer in a bit. So if you don't want to be spoiled by these, make sure that you jump ahead. And we're going to put that spoiler bumper right here. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. All right, the Boys Season 2 trailer came out. We're going to start with Isaac this time. Isaac, what is your rating of the Boys Season 2 trailer? And if you could give your uh, a quick re-rating of your, se- of your Season 1 thoughts. 
Season one was a six out of six, and this trailer is a six out of six. I'm just going to start right out of the gate with this. Season one, like, okay, disclaimer, this show is wild, and it is absolutely not anywhere near, like, child-friendly. So, and even, even, like, adults, like, this is a show that could make you, like, squeamish if you're not, like, a blood gore uh, politics person this is like this show is just bonkers and this this season two trailer did not hold anything back like there was blood flying everywhere like heads decapitated like just holy moly and it looks just as wild as the first season and the first season again i gave it a six out of six it's fantastic but man we are gearing up for and and if you guys, I mean, you guys obviously remember, like, season one ended on a giant uh, cliffhanger. So I'm really excited to get back into The Boys. And this trailer just, the hype level is insane. But also, I'm, like, I'm like a little scared of what's going to happen in this season. Like, if, if season one was that wild, like, season two, I don't know how it's going to get more wild. But I feel like it's going to. It's, it's going to be nuts. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. Zane, we talked about this a little, a little bit a couple episodes ago. What did you think of this trailer, though? I'm gonna just go along with Isaac on this and give it a six out of six. Like I thought, this trailer it captured so much of what this show is. I don't know if representing is the right word, but it put just packed that energy into it. The whole like this is gonna be wild. This is gonna be nuts. You're not ready for this, and it's it doesn't spoil anything. It doesn't give too much information, and it's just like it has the perfect amount of get hype for this, get ready. This is like, you guys are going to have your socks blown off. And well, I am and ready if you guys that. remember like the, <clears throat> the uh, season one trailer was, I, it definitely wasn't as like revealing as this, like this has a lot of blood and gore and stuff like that. But like that, that season one trailer was also wild. And I was absolutely shocked when I watched season one, it was, it was like, way past what I was expecting. And if this is like equivalent to the season one trailer for season one, this season is just going to get nuts. It's going to be crazy. Robbie, what about you? What everyone else said (laughs) again. Um, No, my, my, uh, my review of season one of the boys is also a six. I'm pretty sure we snapped that. Didn't we snap it? Who knows? Um, We probably did. I, I don't, we did. We did Infinity Snap season okay, I don't one. Think is my understanding? Gave it a yes. five or below. Because I'm going to give it a okay, six. Cool. Um, so yeah. So my whole thought, like watching, was like, wow, they're showing a lot. But then, like after thinking about it for the for the season two trailer, I was like, you know, they kind of did this in the first trailer, um, for season one, and it, you get to the point where so much happens in these shows that you think you've seen the most wild, like the wildest scene. Like, oh, they spoiled it. And it's not even close. And, like, you guys are talking about all the blood and gore and all that. And I can't stop thinking about, uh, uh, gosh, what's the, uh, the American guy, the homeland? I can't stop thinking about him, like, licking the, like, breast milk from the thing. Gosh, (laughs) yeah, that was, like, the nastiest (laughs) image from that trailer. Or when he laser beams the, uh, army guy, giving him the finger. Yeah, that, but that I expect. That's, like, that's, like, meh. I'm just saying it's it's like jarring oh, yeah, for with sure. an American flag yeah. behind him to do right. that. That's just jarring. You think like, wow, that was really wild, but it's like it's gonna get crazy. So like, my only worry is like, like 
is it going to be so crazy that we lose some of the story? I hope we don't. Like that that's my only tiny worry that it's like going to be so over the top that the story kind of lacks. But they did a really good job. Lucas, have you watched this show? Let's ask Lucas. Lucas, have you watched this show? So I have not. I am on the outside looking in. But I have heard a lot about from it. I've heard a lot about it from my co-host on the Good Morning Guys. So uh, I know a little bit. And also, I am not above just getting on Wikipedia and reading like episode summaries (laughs) and information. Because I am a story guy. I love stories. So you and Zane would get along really well. You and Zane are really going to get along. That's a lot of Zane. Zane. Oh, you just wait. When we get to our top five, you guys are going to be best buds. Yeah. So. That's what Zane does for his top five. He doesn't even play the games. He just looks them up. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get right to the punch. Like, the story's where it's at. So you might as well just jump to it and read about it if you don't really care about the content. Like, for me, just some of the content is a little too mature. Actually, yeah. for my wife more than me, but we watch most of our shows together. Pretty much all of our shows, all the shows that we can watch, we watch together. So... This is not one she's into, but I will say that the show, from what I've heard and seen, I do find it intriguing. It reminds me of like an R-rated Hancock if there were like five or six of Hancocks and they just did whatever they wanted and, you know, before he has the character development and turns into a real hero by the end. I don't know how much you know about comic books, but it's essentially Earth 2 of DC. Okay. Where like the Justice I know a League bit. is like I know enough okay, to know yeah. to get your connection to that. So. Yeah, so like Justice League is all bad guys basically, and that's kind of what it is. Well, it's also got Marvel ties to it as well. Okay, yeah, like just, there, there yeah. are Marvel Easter- things. There are okay. there are Marvel Easter eggs in it. <laughs> there are there are literally characters based off Marvel guys too. Yeah, that were based off DC guys that were made first. You guys just don't get to claim everything <laughs> just because your shows and your movies suck. Our okay? comics are better. It's not the way this works. <laughs> You know what DC does really well? And comics. Batman. And characters in the comics that Marvel then copies. Did you know that his biggest villain is the Joker? He's a foiled Batman. We've had six Jokers and they're all better villains than all of the Marvel guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Zane, Zane, did you... Because we talked about this a couple episodes ago, so I want to ask this. Was your opinion changed at all from this trailer from when we spoke three, two, three weeks ago? Or were you more hyped? Or what did you do? What, did, what, were, you, what were your feelings coming out of this trailer after that? Um, it definitely got me more hyped because when we talked a couple weeks ago, I, I was just coming off of a rewatch of the first season. So, like, I was, I was excited about this. All right, give me season two. And then this trailer drops. So that hype train has just kept going. Like, this is exactly, like... It, it hasn't dropped at all for me. Like, I'm even more pumped now because I'm like, yes, this is more. This is more to chew on, to kind of digest. Like, I'm I'm ready for this to come out already. I, don't, I think I've, and I don't know how, but I'm even more scared of Homelander. Like, I, 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 I don't know how you're going to beat him. Right. And I know people who've read the comic books say there's, like, stuff there. But, like, I don't know as a viewer how you're going to beat him, and I'm so intrigued by that. The crazy part to me is that, like, Season one, um, the trailer was so crazy, like similar to season two trailer, but yet it showed basically zero story element. Like you went into season one of the boys not knowing anything about the show. That's what that's what this one did so well too. It was a long trailer. It was like two and a half, three minutes, and we we basically saw nothing. We saw yeah. just a bunch of like action scenes that were like each maybe a second or two long. 
Like we basically saw nothing as far as the story goes. So it, it it's just crazy to think that we we literally have no idea where this is going to go. It could go any direction they want it to go. And maybe I for maybe I'm forgetting, but didn't they make like Homelander out to be like an actual good guy? They never like sold it that he was like evil in that trailer. Well, I feel like they're still trying to, especially with that trailer too. They're still trying to give it this perception of that he still is that good guy, the good you know your Superman type character. And I feel like that's what you got even from season one, that the only person now that understands how much like of a dick he is and how much of a bad person he is, is the other people part of the seven and the oh, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else still has this perception of him as being this hero. I was saying the trailer perception for people watching it. Well, was, well right. But I think that's something like, that Obviously, continue. we know now that he's a dick. Right. But that's I got that vibe. They continue that in the trailer of trying to show this... Oh no, he's still a good guy, and they're still trying to capture that feeling of him being that. Even though in the back I, of your I don't mind, know how you like, pass him off as a good guy when he's licking breast milk, though. Like after that image, he's not a good guy. Yeah, anymore, the sec- right? this trailer, they did not try to pass him off as a good guy. Is I it? Think. Is it illegal? Is it illegal? <laughs> Zane, 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 just slow down. We're treading into dangerous <laughs> territory. <laughs> Lucas is like, oh no, I have to go. <laughs> what? I can't hear you guys. It's it's breaking up. It's, something's wrong. Breaking up in Brazil. Yep. Uh, Brazil. Uh... Goes back to the good morning guys and goes, they're not who I thought they were. They are not who we thought they were at all. Yeah, in the college I hung out, I, I lived in the freshman dorm for three years. And that has like both scarred me. And given me a level of just like, you know what? You got to just get to the level of where everybody is. And it's good. You guys are you guys are great. I love this. <clears throat> well, you haven't met Mark yet, so. That was very Minnesotan of you. That was very <laughs> passive-aggressive Minnesotan of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I've hung out with freshmen. You guys are basic. You guys are kind of like that. <laughs> this is fine. No, I'm not talking You're about You're all 28 and older. Not at all. I'm just talking about Zane. <laughs> no, I'm more talking about the level of uh, jesting and like poking at each other and being able no. to handle it. No. I've never seen anyone do that better than freshmen in college. After that, you grow up, you get a job, you have kids, and you get all stuffy and like, oh, politics. Oh, I got to make money. Yeah, and- yeah Zane. Okay. okay, guy. Okay. Just- yeah. Hey, just tell it like this it guy. Is. This guy hasn't hung out with Mark before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's missing. He hasn't met Mark yet. Mark, Mark, one minute will tell you why. I will not say Mark's political views. He can say his political views. Mark will say political views in one mouth, and then the other one rip me apart. Yeah. And then in the other one, like say something really kind to me that I can't tell is kind because he just got done ripping. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's my life. Um, let's transition to Lucas. Did you see Umbrella Cat? <laughs> Strike two, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Thank God for Wikipedia. <laughs> Man, make sure you're donating to them at the end of this. Next time we do a, sh- a donation, we need to maybe fundraise for Wikipedia. I have seen these trailers, so I can, I okay. can answer your question that uh, I can give high ratings just based off the trailers, six out of six to both the, uh, the Boys trailer and the Umbrella Academy. I think now they are running together a little bit, but I believe the, uh, the Umbrella Academy one is the one where in the 1963 – they yep. go back in time. Yep. That one especially, to me, I love mm-hmm. just that alternate dystopian past kind of deal, kind of like a fallout kind of thing yeah. where things went wrong a lot earlier in the past. And just to play on that, I am definitely interested and would probably convince me to go back in time 
pun intended, to watch season one. I think your wife would really like this first season. <laughs> Knowing little to nothing about her, you think she would? <laughs> Max has had many conversations with her. We text and talk more than people know. Oh, has he? Okay, good. That's good to know. The boys and Umbrella Academy are very similar, actually, to me, in the sense that they both have superheroes. They both talk about like how to use these superpowers efficiently and what are the ethics behind them. Um, and I think... And then you get dark yes. quick. And and I think there is like it depends on what I guess what your level of like swearing and things and, and certain conversations right. are. But I still think Umbrella Academy is definitely worth a watch. Um but, but we'll we'll hear the reviews from everybody else. Uh Zane, we'll start with you because we talked about this one a couple weeks ago as well. Uh what was your rating of season one and what was your rating in this trailer? I don't remember what I gave season one. I think I gave season one a five out of six, just because I saw the ending coming and I was like I'm st- I'll still give it high regards, but this trailer I'm giving a 6 out of 6 because this has me way more hyped with season 2. Um, like I remember that was something I kind of said on last time when we were talking about it, of I don't know where season 2 is going to go and what they're going to do, and that this trailer kind of set some of that for me. Till you Google it. And so I'm excited. Like I like, love the idea of the, the time travel. Like, hey, we got to go back. We messed some stuff up. We got to go figure out how to fix this. Like I, that is a lot of elements that I like. And I am very much excited to see what they're going to do for season two. Pretty much the same as Zane. I think originally I rated it a six out of six. I think looking back on it, just knowing the whole scope of the show, I probably just give it a 5.5 just because, yeah, what Zane meant. It's such a well-done show that you can't really give it any lower than that. Like, man, they did a great job. And I was just thinking when, uh, Max, when you were saying that there's so much similarities between the boys and Umbrella Academy, what kind of differentiates them to me is the boys. Like, they, they actually, the boys and, again, Umbrella Academy are super similar, and they really are are political like narratives uh, in their storyline, but they approach them differently. Like the boys goes at it from like a shocking perspective. Like they just want to shock you uh, with every twist and turn that they do in the show. And Umbrella, Umbrella Academy really wants to make you think more so than shocking you. And that's what I really appreciated about that. It wasn't like, man, there was this twist and then, oh, like, holy crap, what's happening? And it, the rest of the episode just fell um, from that but like it kind of built up to the last um, scene instead of just like a whirlwind of events so I and this one again ended on a, a really good um, cliffhanger as well so it, it'll be really ex- fun to see And this one you know like Zane said maybe predictable but it was such a well done show that I'm just as excited for season two of the Umbrella Academy as I'm for the boys. So I'll give this the trailer six out of six as well. It was just really awesome. Got my hype level super high for the show. I, I'm, I think you guys are outside your mind saying it's not a six. Saying like, it's a what? <laughs> saying it's a what? I don't know. I, saying it's saying it's not a six. I, I I'm a little amazed by that. That show was so good. Like, and you explained why it is good, Isaac. You said the 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 twists and turns build. That's a great show. If it twists and turns build. And you don't exactly see everything. Like, you see the end coming. Okay, that, that I mean, that everyone kind of saw the end coming. But how they got there, the 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 story and the path that they got there was so good that, like, anything below a 6, I feel like, is, is kind of disrespectful, even if it is a 5.5. Um, it's literally the plot it's of great. Dark Phoenix. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Okay, 
Couple thing, couple things with that. First of all, the episode that you're really missing out on is the episode where they essentially, where five turns back the clock on everything that happens on that whole episode, where we we get so much traction with all these characters, we get so many twists and turns in just that episode, and then he turns the clock back and erases it, and erases key relationships, and erases key things that happens, and then we move forward. Right. Like, that is was amazing beautiful. storytelling. It never happened in their timeline to them, except for five. And I, I agree with you, right. Robbie. I when this came to me, Umbrella Academy and the boys, and I think Zane a couple weeks ago when we talked, I was kind of saying that like these are about the same for me. Where the boys is really like in yeah. your face, it's grotesque, it's raunchy, and that's the kind of endearing quality of that show. This show is is I think it, it is charming. I like the characters. Um, I think the storytelling is fascinating. I love how they manipulate and use time. To even compare this to Dark Phoenix is is crazy to me because time travel is so much bigger in this than most storylines, especially in comics. I, I, I'm with you, Robbie. I'm in your camp. I, I'm just as hyped for this as I am the boys. And I... Shirt, 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 shirt. And I think, I think Netflix... I think Netflix has really struck gold at this. And and I would and Jared's obviously talked on this show too before. He says what they're doing is they're following the progression of the comics, saying next season's going to be its best season if they hold to that, is what he's saying. And and Jared, I remember, rated this a five point five. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Jared rated this a five and a half out of six. <laughs> Jared can rate it whatever he wants because Jared actually read the comics, so he can compare it to the comics where you guys are comparing it to a completely. They're comparing it to the show, boys. Like no, they're comp- no, they're comparing it to Dark Phoenix. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. Zane, shame on you. How dare you, Zane? You go ahead and keep Sony's Dark Phoenix. You can have that. I'll take this. Um, I'm not comparing it to a movie. <laughs> I'm comparing it to the comic book. Zane, please don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you right now. Go put on some pants. <laughs> yep, freshman dorm feels just like it. <laughs> <laughs> I said this instantly after watching it um, in our little group chat. I said after watching that trailer, this is going to be like this is going to blow season one like away. And I love season one. I give season one a six. And obviously we can't go higher than a six, but whatever. Season two, I think, is going to be amazing. This trailer was amazing. Um, I think the biggest thing that I that, that differentiates uh, Umbrella Academy and The Boys is that The Boys is, is very good. And, and the story is really good. But I don't... I can't connect with The Boys characters like I can connect with the characters in Umbrella Academy. I think we 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 did didn't we do a like who's your favorite character from from Bella, Umbrella Academy? Yeah, I think we did. And I think I think I think a couple of us had the same but almost everyone had different characters that they loved. And that's the reason like I love this show because there's diverse characters that everyone can like kind of choose who they like enjoy the most and you want to see their storyline play out. But you get all the storylines, and they're all well done. And I just, I think it's a great show. And I, I like, I don't know, I, I still amazed that you guys said it was under a six. It's a, it's almost like Marvel and DC, like in comparison. Like Marvel has heroes that are relatable, and you know, like you, you can look at them and see yourself in their shoes almost, which is the same as Umbrella Academy. Humans trying to be gods, gods. Yeah, right. And then DC's like got gods, these guys who are just like power levels off the charts. Like they cannot be beaten. 
and that's what you're comparing to you know the um the boys in in the the seven or whatever whatever the the superhero group is um like they just they're above everybody else because their superpowers are just crazy and they're like the you know top of the food chain or whatever in is it the u yeah it's the u.s in that one right or is it it's yeah it's the u.s but yeah so like it's just the interesting interesting comparison there i like that i i'm with you robbie i echo what you're saying 100 percent luke uh lucas after you did some research on wikipedia do you side with isaac or or robbie oh no six out of six i uh for the for the umbrella academy face in your face, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac and Zane. I'm still, I'm still a shirt, so I'm with you all the way. But yeah, I'm Wait, gonna side with the shirts you're, on this. One. You're saying you're a shirt, and and you have no shirt on though. It's I mean, I'm hurting skin. me a little He's bit. Switzerland. Yeah, I'm playing both sides. Sorry, He's just playing the yep. middle. <laughs> He's just trying to play it. He's trying to play the middle. So at the end, we can go. All right, plug your podcast, and then we put it in the show notes. Then we get the pro. We get the cross promo. Yep. He's, he's playing for the you cross got me. promo. I don't blame you him. Fail, you found me I out. I don't blame him. Yeah, check out the Christian Nerd Podcast. We have one more here. Let me pull it up real quick. Just efficient podcast. <laughs> Zane. Just efficient. Way to go, Zane. We're, Jeez. Yeah. I don't know why I'm even talking to Zane about it. Zane's making the <laughs> show down even though I have a delay of 10 seconds probably without any pants on. Um, Zatanna movie is apparently a go for Warner Brothers. We're coming back to DC News. This is a rumor, though. Isaac, what would we call our rumor segment? We, we, I think we have like two or three stones that are unnamed at this point. We'll have to think about it and get back to you. I think the reality stone is our theory one. Gosh, time is is. Yeah, we'll have to we'll think on it. Power. Power? We could maybe mind. fit into power. Or mind. My oh, there we go. Mind was gonna be our casting one, right? I paid that guy to say all of those stones in wacky ways. I mean, we gotta <laughs> use them eventually. Right, right. I, I think mind was gonna be our casting one initially, so that probably would fit in pretty well with this. The funny thing about the guy that recorded that, I said, Hey, just give me like seven different takes, like however you wanna do it. I said, just send it to me. It's like five bucks. I was like, whatever. It probably took him two minutes. Mind stone. The Mind Stone, <laughs> the Soul Stone, the Soul Stone, <laughs> like just out of this, like exceeded. Hey, if, if you my pay me five bucks, I'll do it, and and we can use those as bumpers. How's that sound? I don't think you can do it as well as that guy did it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't. Even, I best five dollars I've spent on this podcast so far. I could just have, I could just have my son yell, my son uh, yell. Yeah, well, why don't you just do move your chair around <laughs> and just have that sound, and we'll we'll do that for the. <laughs> I'm just like envisioning myself editing right now, just like curse you, Robbie. <laughs> you asked for it, dude. It's, it's like you that scene in Lion King where he yelled Sarabi. Sarabi, Um, so good. Zatanna, DC. <laughs> Movie, we like it. Yay, nay. Robbie? Yeah, I mean, Zaytana's an interesting character. I think there's a lot you can do with her. It's the bigger connection and the connection that Jared will like and the connection that Mark will like is that it can lead to Justice League Dark because she's a bigger part of that. And and my excitement for that is bringing in more Constantine. I think more Constantine, the better. Um, And and Etrigan, the rhyming demon. And that's what I want. Um, you wanted actresses, right? I was going to do it at the end. 
Hold on to that. Not yet. Hold on to that. I know. Just hold on to it. Lucas, what do you think about this? What's your rating of this? I'm going to go with a four on this one just because Zatanna, right? I'm like saying it right. Zatanna. It's not Zantana mm-hmm. or Santana. Zatanna. <laughs> Zantana. Yes. Zane-tana. So Zantana. <laughs> I have two questions. One, is she going to be like all out magician lady or, you know, you know, how, how far are we going to go with this magician thing? And she would have to be. That's kind of her thing. But it just seems like, you know, nowadays people don't really connect with that old school magician look. So is she going to have like Chris Angel Mind Freak, David Copperfield guesting in it? Well, if Snyder was casting it, it'd definitely be Chris yeah, Angel. Yeah, that is true. Chris Angel would be. I'm really hoping David Copperfield will be in it. It would it would be like some like Victoria's Secret model that looks good in a top hat. And you would just be like, "Yeah, just try your best. <laughs> just say some words backwards. That'll that'll work fine oh, for the spell." Just, yeah, just just say words, and we'll write a script over it. Yeah, it's fine. That's actually how she says her spells in the comics. The words are just backwards if you want to know how to do it. <laughs> so yeah, I'd I'd probably give it a four out of six, maybe even go down to a three out of six because I'm just not convinced of the whole uh, old school magician look. Of course, they're gonna doll it up. She's a a very attractive. Uh, hero and lots of magic and all that good stuff yes yes i know so if no you're you're i'm not mocking you i'm i'm like you're yeah. right you're right that's what i'm afraid do. they're I gonna mean, push it's, heavy it's, into that and it's just like really have we not grown beyond the oh she's good looking so she's gonna make a good superhero well, in, in dc's defense i don't think wonder woman looks that way no. i think wonder woman her costume looks strong right but feminine but they updated so I, her I stuff. You, like they updated her outfit, her look and feel. They didn't go with so much of the, the maybe they did with the comic feel ever. But even just they just modern. So I'm just I'm curious. I need to see something. Like I need to see how they've taken this character and modernized her. You want to know if she's <laughs> gonna be wearing pants? That's what you want to know. Because in the comics, she doesn't really wear pants. She wears fishnets. Zane, speaking of people who don't wear pants, what do you think of Zatanna? <laughs> Uh, um, I like it because it's not Batman. So it's something different. So the news on itself, I'm going to give it a four out of six because it's not Batman. It's not Wonder Woman. It's something outside of the box. This could be, this could be your Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. Something that's not your mainstream DC that could be big. If they bring, if they bring Constantine into it, this becomes a five immediately and grows because Constantine is a fantastic character. I'm still mad they canceled his show he had because that show was fantastic. It was so good. So good. And just to bring in that whole side of things to be awesome. So it's a four. If they start bringing Constantine into it, it's a five. Uh, yeah, I would echo that, Zane. I echo that. I'm not even going to say everything. You nailed that. Isaac, go. I'm going to give it a three out of six. Like I, I'm going to be completely honest. I know like virtually nothing about Zatanna other than she's a a magician. Like I've not read any of her stuff at all. Um, But I do think that it could be an interesting dive into the magic side of superheroes, which we haven't really seen other than Dr. Strange and Constantine. So I think it would be Shazam. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but there's an entire movie on it. 
He's it's magic. Different. It's different magic, though. There's an entire movie on it, Isaac. Yeah, I know it's He's, magic. No, it's but magic. It, just, it feels like a different magic. Like it's it, magic in the DC universe. Like, the, it's magic. Like you don't get the mystic feel it's not, for Shazam. It's not Harry Potter. You don't get the mystic feel for Shazam as you do other characters. Yeah. Here's the difference. Zatanna has a top hat, so like, she's like a magician. So I, I think I think it could be interesting, and yeah, like like you said, Lucas, I just I just need to see more to to know if I'm going to be in. I, I think it'd be interesting though. Um, I'm just not in the news because I'm not like I don't know much about her. So that's it. Okay, real quick, I asked each of you to come with a name of who you would like to be cast in this role. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. Um, I I'm really bad with like actresses and picking whoever for whatever, so I'm just gonna go with the person that Boss Logic uh made into her character on uh, his Instagram page. Uh, her name is Ana de Armas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know what she's ever been in, but I mean, and, and I'm sorry, this is not good podcast content, but like. That looks good to me. He's like, literally, I'll take just, that. I, just, I'll, I'll provide, I will provide the content that Robbie's not providing. She, she's showing Boss Logic's picture <laughs> on the Skype call for those that don't see it. I will, Robbie, will you please send that to the group chat? I will put it on the show notes for those that are listening. So sure, I can. Just scl- scroll down, click it. You can also giggle with Robbie as he looks at that. So essentially, I'm the uh, uh, who's the, who's the uh, the director that just puts in a bunch of attractive people Michael and explosions Bay. into his uh, movies. <laughs> uh, well, I got it narrowed down to two. The uh, the two that I'd like to see for it would either be Alexandra Daddario, or because because she's played okay, a role Michael like this Bay. similar. If I'm saying this right. Uh, Anya Charlatra, I think she played Yennefer in the Witcher series. Yeah, and everybody on Twitter picks her. Nice job. Yeah. Okay. Let's Great let's job, listen Zane. for your pick. Thanks for the. Oh, I have a pick, Zane. I've got a pick. Isaac, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so because I don't know anything about the character, correct me, guys, if this is like completely off base. Zoe Saldana, like, I I don't know if gender bending is like a thing. Do you think that would be cool? Robbie, you're the DC guy. I don't think it would make a big difference, right? Not gender. You're not gender bending. You're not gender bending. Or not gender. Sorry, race bending. (laughs) Race bending. Yeah, let's make a male. Let's make a male Zatanna. It's fine. I was gonna say, like she's (laughs) she's still a girl. Still with the fishnet tights. Uh, Okay. Um. So Zoe Saldana (laughs) was the one that came to my mind. Like she's really good, but she's probably booked up with the seventeen avatars that they're doing. Um. Yeah, she's got a few other yeah, gigs. Right. So, and then the other one I thought was Olivia Wilde. Um, she's she's just got those eyes that are like piercing. Um, she, I, there's not a lot that I have seen her in, but House. She's in. Uh, she's one of the like interns in House. I think she goes by Thirteen is her, her her name in that. And she's like she's a fantastic actress, and she's like the piercing eyes. I feel like are something that would fit a Zatanna character, and I think she could do. I mean, she could probably do any role. She's just a fantastic uh, actress. So that's those are the ones that came to my mind. I I like Emmy Emmy Raver Lampman from. Uh, yeah, that's uh, made up. That's no, a it's made not. up. She's name. from the. <laughs> Hold on, let me show it to the screen. <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, she's a real person. She plays Allison in um the Umbrella Academy. 
the gal who says, I heard a rumor. So I like her. I think she'd be a good pick. I like how she how she does that character. Yeah. I think she, she has a strong presence. And She's I think she mystic. could own a movie by herself. She's mystic-y. So. Lucas, right. go ahead. Now, picture this. With Zatanna, we go with a more Shazam vibe of that world where you got a lot of comedy going on amidst all the magic and action. You already got the magic in Shazam, so you might as well have the same look and feel. And so I want a Zatanna that is younger, has, I don't know about younger, but but has a little more lightheartedness, hasn't been hardened by, you know, evil and fighting. It's like an origin story because nobody has any idea who this girl is. Uh, I'm going to go with Zoe Deschanel from My Girl, or from, uh, not My Girl, uh, New Girl, thank you. My girl, talking about my girl. No, she's not. That's why I said, well, she's not really young. But she's young. But she's not really young anymore, though. No, she's not that young. But she's young at heart, and she's very light and yeah the innocent look she has that so, innocent yeah, look to her. Lighthearted. yeah so that's the angle i'm going i from. like it that's i good, like it yeah that's, that's cool that's that's a good yeah. pick that's way better than robbie's pick <laughs> hey here's a good here's michael, bait. michael bait it dog <laughs> all right let's head over to hot or snot hot or snot <laughs> Hot or Snot is where we talk about uh, the things in pop culture that are relevant to us today. Sometimes it could be happening recently. Sometimes it could be happening a long time ago. But it's what we personally are consuming. We're going to start with you, Isaac. Just pulling out the big guns first, huh? All right, then. Um, yeah, okay. the big guns. <laughs> I mean, you can see them right here whoa. on the screen. Whoa, you, whoa, 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 look whoa, out. Easy. Don't be swinging that thing around. Don't be flashing that in front of us. You're going to okay, all right, shoot an all right. eye out. Um, so my first thing in my hot list is... Um, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus last week, and man, this is a fantastic musical, guys. Like, I don't know, we haven't really talked about musical theater ever, I don't think, on the Infinity Bros podcast, but I grew up in musical theater, and I, I love most musicals, and Hamilton is a just such an awesome, like, retelling of kind of the american like revolution and lynn manuel miranda is a literal like musical genius the guy is amazing and he also does music for like moana and a couple other like really high high level things and that i can't think of right now obviously super high level uh-huh. um, yeah star set of things star, oh, yeah, star, really star studded content sure. But yeah. the guy, the guy is, he's like on fire right now. Like he, he makes so much like good content. Um, so that was a six out of six for sure. I will say, I mean, if you're not into musicals and musical theater, like I totally can get how you would not be into this. But if you are, it's a six out of six home run for sure. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to have to take your man card. Yeah, had a hater on Twitter that said that it wasn't manly to watch musicals, and I was like, oh, well, okay, all right, see you, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, rough. But that is a fantastic. So if you guys are into musical theater, definitely check it out. It's on Disney Plus. It is like a three-hour. I mean, it's a it's a Broadway production, so it's like a three-hour watch, two hours and forty-six. Two hours and forty-six ago, minutes. So. But amazing. But it's so good. So definitely check that out. At least listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is. It's fantastic. There is a one in one minute intermission, yeah, so you good, can good, split it up. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> and you can fast forward that intermission to make it uh, two hours and forty five minutes. And so, thank yeah, you so yeah. much, Isaac. <laughs> I know I'm just saving everybody time here. So, 
Um, okay, so my next thing is uh, Netflix added uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm to their uh, library. And holy crap, I rewatched that last week. That's like one of the best animated movies of all time. Like, it's so stinking good. Uh, well, it I is the best. With you there. But it's a it's six out of six. It's fantastic. It is very good. Um, and definitely, if you guys have Netflix, check that out. If you have not already seen it, it is a must watch for all like nerds even if you're not a superhero or a batman person it is just a great great animated movie so definitely check that out um two more things on my hot list we the infinity bros won a awesome giveaway from comics in the cross of this sweet poster that nitro one of the hosts he he does art like he created this it's like 30 busts of different batman um like iterations in a poster and it is awesome so definitely go check out comics in the cross they're a podcast on twitch and check out that poster for real because it's going to be hanging in one of our um dens and i don't know who's going to get it yet we, we still have to fight to the death for it <laughs> it's going to happen and it's going to be epic there's going to be a few less infinity bros after that happens but it'll be it'll be all good. Dude, you're already set. Like, look, I've got two big spaces on my wall that I need to fill. So Sorry, <laughs> you don't love Batman. But I, but I love that poster. I'm bowing out, so 20% chance for you to have at it. Go get it. Okay. Uh, but it, it is fantastic. So definitely go and check that out on their um, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, I believe they have. So that's amazing, and those guys are awesome as well. They, I think they're on episode 41 of our podcast, so you can check that out as well. Um, I feel really bad that I didn't tell Nitro that he looks like the Dean from you, Community. You did. You told him that on the episode, and now that I... I know, and like I'm, I'm bummed that like I didn't do it beforehand oh because like I should have made more Dean jokes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. And now that I've started watching Community... Like he, it's he's a spitting image. Like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's scary. Uh, I'm sorry. Coming in for sorry a land, Dean. How Dean? What's Dean got to do with it? The <laughs> uh, last thing on my hot list is Xbox. Oh, I love that so much. Has been encouraging develop developers, like game developers, to keep extra gamed content free for next gen. Uh, this is like a huge win. If DLCs can be much cheaper or free for games, because it's probably inevitable that games are going to be more expensive. There's been a rumor floating around for a while that price points are probably going to go up to about 70 bucks for a new game. But man, if they could do that for DLCs, I would be much more inclined to buy new games. And and that I think that's awesome news for all gamers if you're if you're into you know buying new games and and waiting for the dlcs to come out i think that's awesome news and sony needs to um follow up on that as well for sure for playstation so and that is leading into my snot actually finally finished marvel ultimate alliance 3 on my switch a couple weeks ago and i started up the uh Fantastic Four DLC, and I was really disappointed to find out I could play like one level before I needed to buy a $20 DLC. I was like, ah, you've got to be freaking kidding me. And they have like three DLCs for that game. Like, I'm not going to spend 20 bucks on each DLC. It's just not happening. 
So that was a real bummer, and I was really disappointed to, to find that out. Uh, should have just done more research, and then I wouldn't have been as disappointed when I played through that like free level. But, you know, whatever. Um, and then my last thing on my snot list is that Marvel and DC announced that they are ditching the stay-at-home Comic-Con uh, convention. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is doing a stay-at-home, or what are they calling it? Comic-Con at home or something like that. Um, and Marvel and DC basically announced that they are not going to have their main panels. They might have some, like, just, like, little stuff and little announcements, but their main panels are not going to be there, which is, like, basically the whole reason that I watch those things. So, I mean, I'm still probably going to tune in. We'll still have an episode about it, but big bummer there that Marvel and DC are not going to be involved in that as as high of a scale as they normally are, so... So that's what I've got. Do you think that's because they just haven't, they don't have stuff ready to go? Part of it, I think, is too that everything's just still so up in the air with COVID going on. Like, I mean, there's, there's probably chance for further delays, even in movies and stuff like that at this point. So I just think they don't want to announce everything, get everything, everybody hyped, and then have to retract, you know, statements or, or like further delay things later down the line. So, I just, it's it sucks, but I, I guess I kind of see probably why they're doing it. I, I wish they would be able to have something to present because literally Marvel and DC is pretty much the reason why I would want to go to San Diego Comic-Con. So big bummer about that. Any, any do, you get, do you guys have any thoughts about that? Like, why do you guys think they're just ditching it besides what I've said already? All right. <laughs> Good stuff. I Robbie, think we got it. Robbie All is right. talking, but his... <laughs> His bike is off. So yeah, basically what you said. I think I think they were, I think they're worried. Um, everything is going to keep getting pushed back. Um, and obviously nothing is filming right now. So like even if they have ideas for content, there's no like for sure when that content is going to be filmed that they can show any content. So I, I think it makes sense for them, and that's why DC is doing their whole fandom thing, and Marvel's going to do whatever Marvel does, and it's going to be amazing, and they're going to set more records and. They'll be fine. It's just a bummer for us consumers, but it's all good. All right, I'm gonna go next. We got a, we got a lot of people, so all right, here we go. Uh, you could check out Hot Ones. There's two really new good new episodes. They're making episodes where they're recording uh, people on Skype, so they have not stopped making content. So check them out. They had Eric Andre come back. I give that episode a six out of six. But the episode I want to highlight is the Brie Larson episode. Uh, she started a podcast. I haven't watched her podcast, and I probably won't. But I really like this episode. Um, I she talks a little bit about um, Marvel and her experience with that, and her experience and how she used to be this really, um, in her words, kind of self-absorbed person. And then going into Captain Marvel, she kind of walked away from that role, going, "Hey, I need to be more available for people and more honest about myself." And I just appreciated her candid conversation about that, and so I wanted to highlight that. Uh, I got to play the Madden 21 beta. I oh. somehow landed that from the Vikings on Twitter. They did a little tweet thing. I tweeted at them, and then I got the Madden 21 beta. I give it a five out of six. It's you know the joke is the same game every year with a couple new things. That is basically how this game is. The thing I'll highlight about the game that gives it a five is the defensive line moves are way better, and I think people are going to be able to pass rush a lot better. So you're going to see a lot less time for people to make decisions in the pocket. And you're going to have to make better throws. Uh, and defensively, you're going to have more of a chance, I think, going into next year. Unless you're playing somebody with Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Uh, I watched Independence Day on Independence Day. 
six out of six. The speech. I feel like I had to come out here and say something. I watched or I listened to that speech on my way home from work on on Independence Day because I was like, I, you have to, you have to do it. It's just like a thing. No, 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 no. My mom would get mad if I was like, yeah, Bill Pullman totally saved us on Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick poll: Who's the best character in that show, in your opinion, in that movie? Will Smith. Will Smith. The old crop duster. Randy Quaid. Yeah, okay. Randy Quaid. Isaac. I'm partial to Jeff Goldblum in basically any movie. That <laughs> Jeff Goldblum? Okay, Lucas? I was going to say Jeff Goldblum as well. It's Jeff Goldblum for me as well. It's got to be with yeah. his dad. His yeah. dad is like the perfect <laughs> counterpart to him. They're quite a duo. Nah, dog. I don't think I can go there. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, like, You're going to catch a cold. You're a genius. Yeah, man. He's his gave cheerleader. It, he just cheers him on. A virus. <laughs> the fat lady. You're, you're obsessed with the fat lady. And then I want to talk about my snot. Uh, Collider had a great interview um, with, oh my gosh, I just had it pulled up. Doc, got it. Excellent. We interrupt Infinity Bros podcast creating too. excellent content. <laughs> I'll put these links in the I'll put these links in in the show notes. I'm sorry, I had it pulled up, but I can't find it. They talked with Damon Lindelof, the creator of Lost, uh, just about that show and. Um, oh, Max bringing up Lost again. Get over it. Shut we know up, you like Robbie. Lost. You Gosh. like Batman. We let you talk about Batman for half the show, okay? Let me talk about Lost for 10 seconds, okay? I did. I did. I want to talk about Lost. I love Lost. Why don't you guys make a Lost podcast so no one can You should go make it. another Batman podcast because we don't have enough of those. Jeez. All right. Damon Lindelof talked with Collider about Lost and about the creative process. Uh, and so for those that have seen the show, I won't spoil it because I do think it's a must-watch for everybody. The ending is very polarizing is way maybe a way i would put it but basically he admits that the last three seasons were completely part of the plan uh because a lot of people were wondering what were they part of the plan and he had to go into the room and in season three he was planning on leaving the project and passing it off to drew goddard who was going to come in and take it um they heard about it they were seeing the ratings and they're like all right fine you can end the show because apparently through seasons one and two they were begging for an endpoint. ABC came in and said, all right, we'll let you go 10 seasons. And he looked at them and said, you're nuts. We won't be able to do it. We can't keep doing the same flashback and having really boring flashbacks that we're going to tell this story. They negotiated and ended up getting a season six. But basically every decision they make in seasons four, five, and six with time travel, um, with some other things that I kind of won't talk about but that you can check out on this, on this show, he says we're part of the plan. It's a really enlightening interview. Um, he also talks about Watchmen season two, which I think is really big right now just to listen to. Mark and I kind of talked about this last episode with how he really feels strongly that a person of color should be taking this this uh, creative direction if it were to get a season two. And I really agree with him on that. So uh, this is a great interview. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's from Collider. Um, he's really candid. He's really honest. And I love Lost. And I think... There's going to be a lot of good content about Lost probably in the future because that show is, to me, the show that really propelled fan theories on the internet. At the time, it, it was one of the few shows that you would just you would go online after you watched it. Um, it just is kind of at that apex of um, the internet creating so much content and with podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff that this show really worked well with that. So I would snot that because I think ABC sucks for the way they treated him. And the show could have been even better had they 
been better to him on the front end. And maybe certain actors would have stuck around, like Mr. Echo or other people. I think they may have stuck around longer um, to do that show. So, Lucas, any thoughts on that or questions? I really am intrigued by that. I, I loved Lost. I was a person that got to the end of it all and was like, I get it. I like it. You know, there's some convolutedness to it, but at the same time, it's within the mystery that you continue to dig and continue to kind of create your own connections that make sense. And it's just uh, to get that background information. I love getting background information on, you know, the media and the things that I enjoy. Like uh, for The Last of Us, there was Grounded. For uh, God of War, there was the, I don't remember the name of it, but that YouTube uh, documentary that they released a uh, year after I think God of War came out like just that given that background information on what happened behind the scenes and it's I'm glad to hear that he planned it out because there's so many people that are like oh it sucked at the end because they were just making it up and the writer's strike ruined it and all this stuff and it's like nope it's what he wanted so he talked yeah. about that he talked about the writer's strike kind of were messing oh, I'm sure it had an effect a little for bit. sure I think the Oceanic Six things had to be go- they wanted it to go quicker yeah I don't. They wanted that to be a lot quicker yeah. than it was, and I think that was a problem. Yep. So, uh, Robbie, any thoughts on Batman, Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, Batman's cool. Like he's like the best superhero and stuff. Uh, he has like fourteen hundred <laughs> movies and episodes and comic books. Uh, you guys should really read some Batman things. I know he's kind of a small character. Not a lot of people have heard about him. Um, I think he's going to blow at, up At some point, soon. the Zatanna really fans got to stop hogging all the time and let the Batman fans come in and do their thing. Right. Oh, gosh. If I had a nickel for every time Lucas brought up Shazam on the show. Forget that magic stuff. Boo. Right. right. Like, get over it, Isaac. Like, there's different magics. Like, Robbie, now that you're being serious, why don't you go into your hotter snot? Batman doesn't get enough credit. That's uh, in my snot. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, uh, so we'll start off with my uh, hot here. Hot, uh, Marvel created, Marvel and Funko made these new uh, black light Funko Pops for like their main, kind of Marvel's Big Five. I don't know who you decide as Marvel's Big Five uh, superheroes, but they made a Iron Man, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Spider-Man black lighted Funko Pops that look sick. Um, some of the coolest Funko Pops I now own out of all of mine. Um, and a big shout out to Mark for picking up, uh, the Thor and the Spider-Man for me because I couldn't find those at my target because they are target exclusives. I know no one else cares about that besides me and I care. maybe Mark. I'm glad you my kids that, care. There it is. Well, thank you. Oh, cool. Good. They love Funko Pops um, now. They are obsessed. They don't even <laughs> own one yet. Yes. Dude, Funko Pops are awesome. Sweet. We're working on it. We're working on it. That's great. We should. They should have Funko Pops. You should get them Funko Pops. I'll send you a Funko Pop. Okay. Um, my next hot. Uh, Jarrett shared this in the group chat. I didn't really open it, but it like the the title itself is enough for me to hot it. It's a Zoids Wild Blast. It's a video game that's going to be coming to America. If you know anything about Zoids, I'll, I'll give a very brief rundown. Big giant robot animals that fight and they have big yeah. guns and stuff. That's it. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I'm in. Like if that doesn't make you excited, I don't. Yeah, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what gets you excited, but I don't want to be your friend. 
But there's a video game. It's basically a fighting game. <laughs> Who knows if it's going to be good? It probably won't be. It doesn't matter. It's Zoids, and I need more Zoids because my brothers destroyed all the Zoids that I bought when I was young, and I don't have any Zoids anymore. Uh, <laughs> Snot, Brian, and Kyle. You guys are jerks. Uh, next big hot, uh, same with Isaac. We also watched Hamilton the other night. So good, dude. Ugh. Like, and, and, and I honestly really didn't know a whole lot about like how, like what the show was. I knew that Hamilton was like this big deal for a few year few years ago. Like they did a lot of shows. I knew of it. I didn't understand that it was like, like the, the beat was like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's amazing. It's just amazing. You need to watch it. It's on Disney plus go get Disney plus watch Hamilton. It's incredible. The biggest thing Robbie was shocked by was the fact that Alexander Hamilton was a real guy. Yeah, I googled it. He was real. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas is just furiously typing Wikipedia right now. I am. You see my fingers? <laughs> and you know what? And you, you know what? I, I think it was really interesting because me and Jessica both, and like, like we obviously we all went through like American social studies. Um, and you just don't get all these small stories that, like, they shared in Hamilton that were so, like, that's a big deal. Like, why wasn't that, sh- like, talked about more in social studies that we never, like... Unless you know... you're Zane and you're homeschooled, then you, like, <laughs> you take U.S. history as your whole high school, so, you know. <laughs> like, like that's all he, that's all he ever did. Um, but me and Jessica were, like, Googling all this stuff and, like, learning things, like, about, like, what actually happened, like, the entire time watching Hamilton. It was actually really cool. It was it was fun to, like, actually dive into it. Same, though. Like, I watched that musical, and I, I like history a lot, and it made me more intrigued and made me want to go research yeah, more stuff about Alexander Hamilton because it's such an interesting story. Oh, yeah. And especially at the end, like, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I, I guess we probably shouldn't do spoilers since it just came out. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right, then. I guess we did play the spoiler bumper It's earlier, actual history. But, you don't you need know, a spoiler whatever. for something that happened 200 years ago. <laughs> spoiler for something happened that 250 years ago, guys. <clears throat> but, yeah, for real, though, like, it's it's very interesting. And, like, yeah, it's a, it's a musical rendition, so it's not, like, 100% historically accurate, but... Man, he does a really good job at making a very interesting historical like story. So it's it's really awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Burr wasn't a black man. I'll leave I'll leave that for you to figure. I never out. buy that. I I love what they did with it. I, it was incredible. It's an amazing show. You need to watch it. And if you just really <laughs> hate musicals like The Edge Lord on Twitter, mute it and turn on the subtitles. Learn something. You won't be able to read it. It's so fast. Like they're they're. It, it's it's hundred miles an hour. Zane, do you Dude, like? Did you watch it's it? So good. Yeah. Well, I watched it before, before it came on uh, Disney Plus, and like I actually had the soundtrack and have listened through the soundtrack like even in college, and yeah, it's it's very good. Oh 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 oh, oh Mr. Zane, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. Just imagine, just imagine being the guy that starts off hotter snot with Zoids and then going after Zane. Just, just imagine. Uh, being I started. That guy. I started with Funko Pops. Hi, I'm Rob. Hi, Robbie Sauter, <laughs> Infinity Bro. <laughs> um, my next hot, and this one's a big one. I I can't believe you guys didn't mention it. Uh, Max has a flow. <laughs> like, Max needs to post a picture of his flow right now. Show notes. It's like, gonna be my gone goodness. soon. Link in the show notes. Like, 
that you need a picture of that. Like, and he keeps messing with his hair. I know because I got my mirror behind like, my computer just to make me blush like this like, entire you're show. Freaking idiot! What are you? doing? And I'm like super. I'm super nervous and like I I I, I can't stop looking at Max. I'm trying not to look at Max, but he's just right there in the flow, and it's it's amazing. <sighs> All right. <sighs> okay. No, and now my snot. <laughs> I'm trying to go through this faster, but whatever. Okay, snot. Um, I only have two snots. Uh, really quick. Snot anti-masker people that like just just won't wear a mask just because they think they look silly. Get over yourself. I want sports. Um, You're not getting stupid. it. Sports are dead. That, that's. I know. I know. But that like, it's the same people that like. Oh, we're having football, but they won't wear a mask when they go to Costco. Um, just it, it's stupid. I, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's not hard to put a mask on. That's all I'm gonna say. We don't need to get all political with it. It's just it makes no sense to me. Um, and then my last night, and this is this is going to come at a uh, at Mark and Max from last week, and this was brought to my attention on the, the Twitter. Uh, you guys did DC animated uh, movie list and left off under the Red Hood, and that is a sin. That's a sin. Like it's in the Bible. Like under the Red Hood is a top five DC. Animated I'll double movie. down it's it's for a, our just, comics, we, comics and the Cross friends. Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker is what Batman Under the Red Hood wants to be. I'll I'll say I'll, I'll double down on that statement. You go ahead and have that opinion. It's incorrect, <laughs> but you can have your opinion because You're wrong. America and I, and I love you. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna put my own list out there to redeem both of you. And I, we don't endorse I'm it, sad so that I have please to redeem go Mark. ahead and redeem us. <laughs> That's fine. Shimmy Christmas. <laughs> Number one is Mask of the Phantasm. We already talked about this. It's my favorite uh, animated movie of all time. Uh, I know you guys disagree because you guys love Spider-Verse, and Spider-Verse is very good as well, but for me, Mask of the Phantasm is, is the best. Um, my number two is Under the Red Hood. It's an incredible storyline. It's one of my favorite storylines in all of comics. Um, and it, it's it's... No matter, it's somewhere in the top five. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm amazed that you guys didn't put it in the top five somewhere. Um, my number three is The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a two-part series. They made it into the deluxe. It's a very you're legitimately long, putting your top five Miller. right now in this. You're, you're doing this to us. I am. Yes, I'm redeeming. Yes, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It's The Dark Knight Returns at number three. Number four is Flashpoint. Flashpoint is the best of the that whole 18 movies of DC animated films. And then number five is Apocalypse War, which you guys did have on your list as well, which is also great. That's my top five. Uh, Mark, had, Mark had it in his list. You didn't listen to No, this. no, no. I, I, I was only putting Dark Knight, uh, I mean, Under the Red Hood in. I know you guys had some of the other ones, but Under the Red Hood. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker is what Red Hood wants to be. It's not as it's good. Better. It's very good. It didn't make my top five, it's but it's very good. And you can have your opinion. You're not the DC guy. You're not even the well, top. The two other DC, DC guys. guy. The other DC it, it guy. It goes didn't Mark even put and then me. We so have confirmation on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you just you just hijacked the segment and you put a top five in there. We haven't even gotten to Lucas yet. Welcome to Robbie. The listeners top are five. done now. They left. They're not going to find out what podcast he's on. They're going to go listen to the Christian Nerd podcast, <laughs> and they're going to be so disappointed when Scott's on the other end of that one. Ooh. Your turn, Lucas. All right. I am ready. Let's jump right in. Um, my hot uh, to counterpoint to poor Isaac's snot about uh, games that have overpriced and are nickel and diming you with DLC. I have a hot that comes from a little known game that is one of my favorite games of all time. 
a roguelite called Dead Cells. Any fans out there? I have not played it. I've not played it. I've heard good things, never played it. I've, I've mentioned it in my hot list a couple times. Fair enough. But what's hot about this, of course, is the game. But the more current one is that they just came out with another free update. They have done free update after free update. It added new biomes. It's pretty much a roguelike game or a game where you have like 10 areas that you can approach from um, going through different doors and you fight bad guys with weapons and powers and you upgrade stuff, but you die over and over again. And so it's it's a very difficult game. It has like five or six difficulty levels. Um, but they just came out with information on their newest update, which always goes to PC first. But still, since I am not a master race kind of guy, I have to wait a few weeks for it to come to consoles. Um, but I'm very excited about it. It overhauls the economy in the game. Some of the weapons are overhauled, item perks, and all this other stuff. They give you a backpack so you can carry an extra item, which is huge. So cool. Um, but yeah, so they should be releasing that sometimes. I just love when developers <laughs> just give you free stuff and convince more and more people to buy their game instead of saying, hey, we're going to sell something else so you give us more money. The people who are loyal to you, we are going to nickel and dime you. And then the other people who aren't sure about you, well, they're definitely not going to buy your game because they have to, in order to play the same content as the fanboys, uh, they have to pay $100. But with this game, with games like Shovel Knight, No Man's Sky, um, you know, just giving you these free updates and storylines, it just raises the value to the point where more and more people are going to buy it. So uh, that's my first hot is the Dead Cells update of plenty. Um, the next one I have is also video game related. I have been playing, actually I've been crawling through The Last of Us Part Two, One, because I have a good solid hour, hour and a half to play this game every day. I'm a, kind of an old man, so I can't stay up really late. I only do it once or twice a week. And uh, most of the time I play really early in the morning. My kids wake up at about 7 o'clock in the morning, so I have a good hour, hour and a half when I can like get myself out of bed, inject some coffee in my veins, and play this game. The second reason I'm crawling through this game is because I cannot stand horror games, and it scares the bejesus out of me. But the story is so good that I have to force myself. I have it on the lightest settings. Like I have all the accessibility stuff on. I'm like throwing out sonar, echo, to find where the bad guys are, where the items are. I am so scared in this game. It sounds like a great game for Max. I bet he would love that game. Oh, yeah? Sounds like a great game for Max. I bet he loves that game. <laughs> yep. When you don't know what to say, mock him. That's the best way to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Lucas. Ooh, Keep going. Well, so. you, get it? you got him. You got him, college freshman. <laughs> but uh, my hot is actually related to the official Last of Us podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of or listened to this or even played the Last of Us games, but... Uh, they're covering everything from beginning all the way up into the current game for part one and part two. Um, but it's a very much produced podcast, but they follow uh, kind of behind the scenes for the story and where, you know, the actors and the director and the writers, uh, like where their perspective is on, you know, everybody always has their, I guess, their viewpoint of what characters, uh, motives and all that stuff is. Well, you can hear it firsthand from the people who made the game. And it is so well done. Like they replay sections of the game, like the audio, they interview and they like mix all the interviews together so that it follows the narrative. And it is so good. I recommend it. The last, the official Last of Us podcast and they're covering part one and part two. It's really good. Recommend it. Good to know. Any snacks? Uh, I do. I have one more hot to cover. Just 
No, that's oh, all I'm good. Sorry. I do I have some snots, but I just want to cover one last knot that's not video game related and totally out of left field. I don't know if there's any far side fans out there. Uh, old school yes. Sunday funnies, uh, Sunday Dude. comics back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah. Good oh, yeah. Stuff. Far side is the bomb. So I had no idea that it had been on a 25 year hiatus until this past week when Gary Larson emerged and he is making new content again. He came out. That is. Go ahead. That's a scoop, man. Was That's he stuck scoop. somewhere? No, he was not stuck, but he had retired. And uh, he was not interested in doing any more pen and paper comics. And then he tells the story that three years ago he discovered digital illustration. And he started to draw again on the side, rediscovered his passion for drawing, for comics and all that stuff, for cartooning, as they called it sometimes. And in the process, he, on his website, thefarside.com or something like that, uh, I did not write it down. I was not prepared, but I'm sure Max will put a, a link in the notes, um, in the show notes. But he came out with three new comics, released them this past week, and they are classic Farside. Um, the, one of my favorite ones was just a guy waving for a, a cab, and you see a yellow truck coming down the street with stuffed animals, like dead stuffed animals in the back, and the man is just yelling, taxidermist, and it's just... It's just far side. Dude, seriously though, far side is like that's like the best. It's the best one panel comic of all time. Like six out of six. You, you can't get better than far yeah. side. It's so stinking good. Yeah. That news. The kid pushing the push uh the pole door is great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so yes. good. It's good stuff. But yeah, six out of six with that news, uh for sure. On my snot list, um let's see. Connecting and keeping with The Last of Us, returning back to that. Uh, man, Twitter, Twitter trolls, uh, haters, uh, people who like not only speak out negatively over and over and over again, but people that throw out death threats and, and threatens violence to people, nonfiction hate coming, you know, coming in response to a fictional like story is no good. So snot on all the people who have been hating on Neil Druckmann, Laura Bailey, uh, they came out this past week and kind of shared like just photo upon photo, you know, screenshot upon screenshot of all the hate they've been getting, like the really like serious hate they've been getting. And that's just, that is beyond not cool. Like it's just terrible. I, I really, I really hope that, you know, they covered up the names of the people for the sake of the mob not attacking them, but I hope that they turn them into uh, Twitter or whoever's in charge of taking care of that. Cause that's, that's terrible, awful stuff. Um, my next snot is that Brazil still does not have Disney Plus. Uh, Boo. I have had to utilize Swisher Aww. Plus. And so, and those who don't know what Swisher Plus is, that's my last name with plus next to it because <laughs> I'm a pirate. And uh, yeah. So if I can't get it on Disney Plus because I don't have it, and I can, also can't get Hulu, anything on Hulu <laughs> or Disney Plus, I got to find another way because I'm not missing out on a lot of that stuff. My kids and, well, my wife and I and my kids, we're going through all the Disney movies chronologically, how the films were released from Snow White all the way to Frozen 2. Yeah. We're not doing every single one because, man, there are some stinkers out there that I do not recommend. Uh, Sleeping Beauty 2. Oh, joy. <laughs> yeah. Like the straight to VHS, DVD, uh, whatever you want to call it, from, depending on your generation. But uh, we're not watching every single one, but we're watching most of the major motion pictures but snot on 
you know, Disney Plus not being in Brazil yet. It's a big bummer. Uh, yeah, and then the last one that I will try not to belabor too much because uh, it might bring on some controversial discussion, but I've, I've been watching uh, The Flash latest season. No, it's not the latest season, season six. And we just finished the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that was a snot for me. A big old loogie, like, booger-filled snot. Not good at all. I, I would still snot it, but, like, it, the first two or three episodes were not bad, and then it just took a dump at the end. It was just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry, keep going. keep going. Yeah, no, I just, I'm, I've, I've, I mean, I have to give full disclosure. Flash is the only one of the CW shows that I've kept with, like, my wife and I have talked about, you know, visiting the Arrow universe and watching some of those, but some of the others I'm just not interested in. And when they do these crossover events every year, it's like, it, first it was one episode, and then it's two, and it's three, and now it's five episodes. And you're going to have no idea what's going on if you don't watch any of the other shows or only even watch a few of them. And it's just kind of like... the thing, Lucas. Yeah, go ahead. You're the only one that's actually watched that far into, into Flash, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I made it three seasons, which I thought was pretty good. I think Mark is... Max, do you know if Mark has kept up Mark's, with all this? Mark has kept up more than I have, but yeah, we've both been... He definitely watched The Crisis. I, I haven't yeah. even watched The Crisis. Um, I have fully given up on the CW. I enjoyed the first two seasons of pretty much everything, and then I threw it all away because it's the CW. Don't blame you at all. I don't I don't have time for that many shows, and I'm not going to follow it. It's just too much. I'm unfortunately a completionist, and so I like push through, power through, because I'm like, I want to see this to the end. And That's uh, incredible. Yeah. That's a superpower. It's, I mean, after each episode, <laughs> my wife Mindy would look at me and be like, have I told you how much I... I don't like this crisis infinite on earth. I'm like three more episodes, babe, three more episodes. We're <laughs> we almost can do there. It. We, we can, can do, do it. this. All right, Zayner real, real quick. Uh, yeah, go through so your I'll hot or snot. Hit this we'll real quick. Uh, hot for me. The Disney is working on a Tron three. I know you're big on that. Super huge news. Yes. I love Tron legacy. Yep. And to reference back to early in show, Olivia Wilde is also in that. So like, Shout out to your Zatanna uh, reference there, Isaac. Um, <laughs> uh, another hot for me is Ghost of Tsushima releases in less than a week. And I have not been hyped Ooh. for a game this much in a long time. This is supposed to be uh, some like the pinnacle. Like this is potentially the biggest game to send off PS4. If we got the new generation coming out, like this is supposed to be it. Like this is supposed to be top of the line. And just everything I've seen from this game, everything about it, I'm super pumped to finally get my hands on this game. Um, and I guess we'll just throw on, oh, one more for a Netflix reference. Uh, they finally added Zack Snyder's greatest work, uh, Sucker Punch, is now on Netflix. So everyone go watch that. <laughs> I don't know why that movie gets a lot of hate. I actually love that movie, but that's beside the point. Um, and then my snot... I only got one thing. I'm going to take a shot at Amazon here. <laughs> um, you work for them, Zane. Be careful. Jeff listens to this. Does he? Dang, that'd be actually kind of awesome. No, so Amazon got in trouble. I saw this in an article. I don't remember where. Amazon got in trouble for sending stuff to people in, like, sanctioned areas. So, like, your North Korea, Iran. Like, places where the government's like, hey, you can't 
send stuff here because we have sanctions against that. And then the government stopped it. Like, hey, we're going to fine you for this. And then the government only fines them $130,000. <laughs> I was like, what? What a just a slap on the wrist. That's like when you got in trouble as a kid and your mom was just like, just wait till your father gets home. But then she forgets to tell your dad. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. So nothing nothing came out of this. That's Jeff Bezos sneezing and like money. That's falls not even out. sneezing. Like, like he probably carries that with him in cash. Like <laughs> Right, that's nothing. So that's it. And, oh and Robbie's entire oh, doing oh, the Jeff. top five in his hotter snot. Huge snot. <laughs> Huge <Jeff>. snot. <laughs> Dude hasn't even been here in like he was supposed to be on last week, doesn't come on after we work the time yeah. around him, and then Huge he throws snot. the top five. I like that though. List and within a list. Down. It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> Listception. You know, I we we were going through the podcast, and I just I, I I started typing that up. I was like, "This is for the the people that called out Mark and Max," and I feel I feel good about yeah, it. Yeah, it's comics and the cross. Yeah, you're you're so what a hero you are for helping you're them out. Such a Todd, Robbie. Gosh, who'd have who'd have thought that those guys would have needed little more bit. help? But that's it. That's all I got. All right, let's go to the top five. The we're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every week we like to do a water cooler discussion, uh, a top five list that is going on uh, maybe in the world or based on a specific guest. This week we have the top five video game narratives or stories. If you will, I'm going to go first because my list will be the worst and nobody will like it. Tetris 99. <laughs> can I can I tell you, Robbie, that I really appreciate that you like you really know that I love Tetris. I do know I, you much. do love Tetris 99. I, I know like, this. Like before I even get my list done, like the fact that you like just said that that's like such a like intimate thing that you know about me. I feel me. like. I feel like we're going to get Max channeling some Isaac here in that, okay, it's my top five. I'm going to have uh, Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm going to have uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and, then, uh, uh, and then Kingdom Hearts, the <laughs> ultimate edition. Birth, uh, birth uh, so okay. is for uh, An honorable mention to Chains of Memories because <laughs> it's good stuff. Number five is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> called it i'm gonna puke i'm laughing so hard we've made it this is the episode guys this is where we reach the top i think um number four is final fantasy 7 number three is spider-man number two is legend of zelda ocarina of time and number one is kingdom hearts 2 (laughs) you sandwiched your top five with kingdom hearts Would you like that sandwich on white, wheat, or Kingdom Hearts? Yes, I'll have Kingdom Hearts, please. Truthfully, Lucas, when I saw this, I'm like, Lucas is the uh, idiot because I've got no, nothing to bring to this conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, Zane, go for it. Oh man, I I, I love the Birth by Sleep though, and the Tetris ninety ninety nine like love. I really feel like you guys like really understand me. But Zane, ahead, how Zane. many? How many? Wait, before 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 you start, how many honorable mentions do you think Zane will have? Uh, plus minus five. I'll go. I'll go five exactly. 
he's being nice, but it's plus, actually. 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 Zane, don't be afraid. Whatever you have, double it, because that's what I, I have. Uh, I purposely <laughs> stopped myself on honorable mentions at seven, so... Whoa. Okay, all right, yeah. Wait, wait, seven just, honorable, just mentions honorable mentions or seven total? I have seven. I have six. All right, so my honorable mentions are Horizon Zero Dawn, Bioshock, Uncharted 2, The Witcher 2, Assassin of Kings, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, Dragon Age oh, Origins, yes. Yes, and same. Kingdoms of Amular Reckoning. I just added three to my yeah, honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Sam. <laughs> All right, so my actual top five. Um, some of these are, were just the impactful to me, and so that's why I bumped and moved some to top five, some to honorable mention. But for my top five, number five is Bioshock Infinite. If you've never played Bioshock Infinite, that story is like that blew my mind. Like I had to set my controller down and take fifteen minutes to think about what I just played. Uh, number four for me is the original Last of Us. It's an iconic game. Like, I it, it'd be hard pressed to not have it out of mention anywhere. Number three is a previous gen game. Um, this gen they kind of made a game in the same vein, but the original one is called Near. Um, that was the first video game story that really, really made me think. I must have been maybe like fourteen when I played it. That was a really uh impactful one number two for me is the witcher 3 the wild hunt i don't think there's much of a surprise of having this one in there uh the number one game for me though for narrative is the most recent god of war this game is one of like the greatest games i've ever played i'm still shocked that some people in this group haven't played it guys you need to go play this game travesty the story and like i'm not even a parent but the the way Kratos goes through this whole story with his son is just such well-written, such a good story. Like, you guys, you have to play that game. Will it make Isaac cry? Very possible, yes. Okay. Isaac cries at a lot of things. Nothing wrong with that. Isaac, didn't you cry at Hamilton? Uh, No, I didn't cry at Hamilton, but... Oh, I thought you said you did. No. Okay. It's for some reason like kids movies get me. I don't oh, know why. I'm right there with you. Pixar yeah, movies, man. Dude, I was tearing up oh, to uh, Lilo and bad. Stitch the other day. Oh yeah, yes, it's so good. I watched it for Stitch Day. So <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like tearing up just listening to you guys talking about it. Though. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, Max, did you have anybody in mind? Max is sweating because of how long this podcast <laughs> is going. I am. I'm literally <laughs> watching like the recording button go up, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. We have five gosh. of us on. It was bound to happen. All right, I'll go next oh since. Uh, since yeah, Isaac, okay. just <laughs> okay. I have just one honorable mention, and it's because it's a little whatever sentimental, not sentimental, but it's impactful for me because I ne- I've never been a horror like fan or thriller fan. But until dawn, the first time I played that, like it, it drug, drug, bleh, 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 drug me into the horror thriller genre. Like I like those games now because of in, until dawn, and really great storyline. And I love the kind of like make your own adventure type games too. So that was my honorable mention. Um, number five is The Last of Us, uh, one of the only like big name titles I feel like I've played. 
Um, but that, yeah, like you said, Zane, you just can't leave it off your list. Like it's, it's, it's such a good storyline. Number four, I have Outer Worlds. I just really love the world that they built and the story that they told through that game. And I finally got it. I, I played it on Game Pass for Xbox, and I finally got it on PS4, and I'm excited to play that through a couple more times. Uh, number three is, so my last three, I'm going to say, like, these are more, my my nerd, you know, things than actual video game things. But number three is Shadow of Mordor. Like, the story that they tell in that game fits in so well with the Lord of the Rings universe, and it was just really cool to me, all the connections that they made in that game. Number two is Arkham City. Um, that I will say it's it's still almost a toss-up for me which game I like better between Arkham City and Arkham Knight, but the story in Arkham City is much better than the story in Arkham Knight, I think. But just the gameplay and stuff like that, I really enjoyed Arkham Knight. But, the, yeah, again, the storyline in Arkham City is fantastic. So that's my number two. And my number one, probably to nobody's... Um, expectations uh being disappointed uh is marvel spider-man it's the only video game that i've ever actually like teared up or cried during and storyline's fantastic i obviously love spider-man um nothing else to say about that that's that's my favorite one of my favorite it's probably in my top five games of all time it's, but did you platinum so it good so i did i did it's like one Zane, of the two games that i've ever platinumed before is zane so don't even don't even all right so that's my list. Uh, you go, Robbie. Then we'll close out with Lucas. I have four honorable mentions. Uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. If you played it, you love it. That's how it is. Uh, Batman: Arkham City is, I think, the best Arkham game. Uh, kind of with Isaac, but my my toss up is Arkham City or Arkham Asylum, just because the stories are better in those two. Um, uh, Diablo three with all the dlc is is amazing it's one of my first games that i actually played all the way through as a young boy you know fighting the devil you know good stuff um and then red dead redemption uh number one rounds out my honorable mentions uh my number five is fallout three um if like isaac was talking about the outer worlds basically the same guys made fallout three so isaac i encourage you to play fallout 3 because if you think outer worlds was that good fallout 3 will like blow your mind um my number four is the witcher 3 uh and i'll even say this for the witcher 3 the witcher 3 like main story is kind of it's okay but the dlc is what made it so much better for me so if you get the witcher 3 make sure you get the dlc as well because it's a whole nother level um and then these next two before my first my final one are are really nostalgic for me um chrono trigger is my number three i love chrono trigger it's one of my it's i believe it's the first rpg i ever played um it prop has to be and i I just love the characters i love the story development it's 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 toriyama man he's a he's genius yeah you can't go wrong he can do whatever he wants um my number two and this is this one was fighting for number one because i just love this game so much even though the storyline is about as generic as you can get, but it's the original fable, and it's it's good and bad, and it's you're just a kid who becomes a hero, and that it's the most generic storyline in the world. But gosh dang it, I love it when I could be in like a good guy and have a have a halo, <laughs> or I can be a bad guy and have horns. Like 
I don't know how many times I played that game just so I could get to the end and like either look like angelic and like have all the powers or be a demon and have all the powers. The story was basically the same either way. Uh, <laughs> um, and then my number one, uh, Zane had already mentioned this, it's Dragon Age yes. Origins. Um, that's probably like the first game where the story is what did it for me because the fighting is not very good in that game. <laughs> um, but, but the collection, collecting your items and everything. And then the entire story, all the characters, it, it's, it's a beautiful game. It's, it's very, it's like Skyrim before Skyrim kind of feel. Um, but I love the story so much more and it's my favorite story of all time because you could play it like, 16 different ways and have a different outcome and i'm pretty sure i played almost all of those different ways so it, it's just it's my favorite game because you anyone can play it and have a different experience and it's my number one yeah that's my top five my second top five list i am really glad that i made this list before listening to you guys talk about all these different stories because now <laughs> my honorable mentions has gotten up to like at least a baker's dozen <laughs> like it's ridiculous <laughs> Read the, there's so many good stories out there, and I'm like, oh, I left that out. I Kingdom didn't even think Hearts about it. One Kingdom Hearts, yeah, two, yeah exactly. Kingdom Hearts three, uh, <laughs> shut up. Kingdom Hearts Wales. It's Max, American no one treasure. understands Kingdom Hearts. No one knows what's America. going on. <laughs> it's an American treasure. Okay, all right. Even though it's not from America, I just it's got said Disney that. in it. It's at least half American. Hey, look, yeah. Mickey Mouse in your face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so oh boy, uh, <laughs> I made it, boys. Let's go fight the bad guys. Uh-huh. Shut up. I'm watching the time go up and my oh, edit boy. time will increase. <laughs> okay. I was just waiting. I was like, let's see what he has to say. I want to I want to see if this keeps going. All right. So my honorable mentions, uh, Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2. Um, I definitely believe that you need to take the whole story into account to really take it all in, but I'm not finished with Part 2, so I cannot put it in my top five yet. I adored. I, I can't say I adored. As a father, I truly connected with Part 1 of The Last of Us, the original. Um, it definitely was a story that I had a hard time connecting with at the very end, but now that I know it's not the end, I've definitely put the story in the in my honorable mentions. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, the series, especially number five, it is a convoluted mess, and I love it. Uh, Witcher 3, Lord of the Rings, and real-life fairy... Not Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings and real-life fairy tales for adults only. I'm in. It's good stuff. Uh, Spider-Man PS4, I was Peter Parker... I felt with and for him like that story was amazing. Uh, Shovel Knight, it's just a nostalgia retro trip and gameplay, but a heartfelt layered story that covers heroes and villains in its stories, and it's really good. If you haven't played that, uh, Final Fantasy VII is the first Final Fantasy game I played and the first RPG that I completely played through, kind of like Robbie mentioned with Chrono Trigger. So it holds a special place in my heart. The remake, remake, remake. The remake was uh, just like a dream come true. It was awesome. All right. Top five. Like Zane, my number five is Bioshock yeah. Infinite. At the end of that game, I cried. Oh, yeah. I connected with that story. I was so, like, not expecting it. But just the whole, like, first-person character development and twist with no cutscenes, all those audio files that if you take time to listen to the audio collectibles, like, you get so much story. It's so good. Uh, my number four is, uh, ironically, Uncharted 4. Um, I love the Uncharted series. Um, I think it's a good mix of comedy, 
popcorn flicks, and they just pepper in with each game. They ramp it up, but they pepper in that like relationship, relationship dynamics, character development, especially between Nate and his wife, uh, Elena. Yep. Am I yep. remembering? I haven't played that series in a while. I need to go back and play through it all again, but I love those games. Um, number three, it... Like when you, you guys all know that when well everybody except for Max who just put Kingdom Hearts but you guys, <laughs> you guys all know that when you get in like your top five top four three there's like very little that separates like between you know it's not like good kind of good and bad it's like good gooder and they're all good but uh, number three is God of War um, I I really enjoyed the series as a whole but the way they kind of just turned God of War, the 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 current one, I guess the newest one. They went from a macho induced power trip to a heartfelt parent simulator, and I really just, I really just love the journey and the whole story. I actually knew some of the spoilers, and I still, even though though I knew it was coming, it was awesome. Um, my number two is Portal One and Two. The cake is a freaking lie, <laughs> and again, first person story centric storytelling, no cutscenes. But in Portal 1 and 2, like, you get a connection with the villains in this, unlike any other. And uh, I really just love those games and the puzzle aspects of them. Uh, and then my number one is the Telltale's The Walking Dead, specifically Season 1. Uh, Clem is, like, an adopted da- daughter to me. Uh, that story hit me even harder, especially Season 1, because I played that game early in the morning, when my daughter first started like waking up at 5.30 in the morning for no reason whatsoever. And so I would turn on cartoons for her. She would be in the same room, but she never watched it because obviously it would not be appropriate uh, because it's The Walking Dead. But I played that game, at, you know, and, and had that, that journey as Lee with Clem in like, an, again, another father, uh, a father-child adventure, and it just hit me in the feels. And especially that season one was so good. So... There you go. I could go on forever, and I know that Max does not want us to go on forever. So Max is just freaking out so bad right now. This is gonna be a two-hour show, and we didn't even talk about like Endgame or like any major movie. And Rob, yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. In, in my Uncharted part, I wanted to make a top five within the top five, like Robbie did, and rate my Uncharted games. Maybe when we have you back, we'll have you do the Uncharted like top five just Perfect. as like a side thing, i'm in you know maybe it's like, like a side he's course. not even in the rest of the episode he's just like in that episode specifically for that hey guys it's lucas <laughs> here's the top five from a video game it's just I'm a playing. bumper it's a bumper he sends us good morning he just he comes in <laughs> good morning pop up at me it is uh zane great show as always uh you did great we're glad That's you're fine. here even if you didn't have pants on <laughs> Robbie, thanks for coming on. It was great to have you. <laughs> You're welcome for two top fives. Your top five, your first one especially was bad. Uh, Isaac, uh, thank you for coming on. Is there anything we need to promote before I let Lucas get the final say to promote his show and stuff? I've got nothing specific except for check out theinfinityrose.com for all of our links. It'll all be on the show notes. And Lucas, of course, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you, even though I was agitated the last 50 minutes because Robbie decided to take 45 <laughs> of them talking about another top five. Uh, do you want to plug the, the Good Morning uh, Guys podcast and tell us tell our listeners uh, what you guys are a little bit about and where they can yeah, check you definitely. out? Yeah, uh, definitely. First of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. It is it is such a pleasure, and I totally understand the five-man like just – mess it can be we have four guys on our podcast and when we have a guest on it's like well 
forget time. <laughs> We're like, if we hit under two hours, it's a win. And so I totally understand. Um, yeah, so Good Morning Guys podcast. Um, it's a podcast where we just talk about the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. That's kind of like our mantra where we love to talk about you know entertainment stuff, but we also have topics that range from talking about uh, you know dealing with social distancing to death to dad jokes to occasional improv episodes where we are pretty much an episode of Seinfeld and just talk about nothing. And so that's what our uh, Good Morning Guys podcast is all about. You can find us on, of course, Twitter at the GMG podcast. If you do want to connect with me personally uh, and talk about more video game stories, you can find me at MTTG Brazil Team. And uh, I also do some Twitch streaming on weekday mornings, kind of early. Uh, Usually it's Dead Cells, XCOM, random games right now. Um, but it's really all about conversation, connecting. I am not a professional gamer by any means. I am a trophy hunter, so I definitely go after them platinum trophies um, and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, so that's I think covers it, the podcast and streaming. So Zane wants Zane wants to know how many pot, platinums you have. I have 142. I got I got some catching up. I got some catching up to do. <laughs> how many How many do you have, Zane? <laughs> Uh, 14. Wow. Zane, you're a joke. You got the one and the four. I've, you get, I've, I've also only been platinum hunting for like a year. That's good. That's a good start. I do love that Zane, like you went in for the bit and then you backpedaled harder. <laughs> and you're like, I've only been going on for a month. I didn't even try. If I tried, I could do it. Yeah, well, if you combine the rest of the Infinity Bros Platinums, I still have more than all of you guys, so... Shut up. Yeah, there you go. You tell them. Yeah, there's a lot of other things we could combine too, Zane, to beat you. Just remember that. Oh, man. Top fives, for example. Robbie can beat you in top fives. <laughs> That's but you so always true. beat shirts on this episode when it comes to Isaac, Zane. Lucas, thanks so much for coming on, man. We, we love you guys over there and uh, wish you all the best. And if we can return the favor, uh, may I suggest not inviting Isaac? Because everybody appreciate it, even though too late. There's five others of us. He does this social media stuff, but I guess I'm just the best Infinity Bro. It's either like, that or you're the, just the easiest. Podcast, so. <laughs> well, I mean, ah, you're not zing. wrong about that either. So. Says the guy who has 10% of their, <laughs> 10% of their platinums. Come on. <laughs> I'm a platinum hunter. <laughs> Seriously. Zane came into this episode like so high and mighty too. Like, oh, I'm such a good platinum guy. He's talking to Luke. He's going to go back. I got a lot of work to do. I'm not I got going a to sleep. lot of work. I'm not going to sleep tonight, guys. Right here, guys. Zane, you don't go to sleep any That's night. Right. Fuel. Use this to fuel your trophy, honey. You'll get there. <laughs> You're a child to him. You're a he's child. Like patting, he's like proverbially you patting you on the head. Right he's like, Zane, you're not that bad. You're just... 10% as bad as it's I like am. like that episode of Friends where Joey's <laughs> learning French. Good job, little buddy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're going to end the show before Love my future man. self kills me. Uh, thank you, Infinity Bros. Universe. Wherever you listened, however you listened, thanks for making us part of your day, week, weekend, or podcast rhythm. As always, we love you 3,000. We will talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>